I find that following this specific process has really led me to a place of meaningful and sustainable goals that I feel excited about because they're actually aligned with my core values and don't feel daunting to me. They're things that I actually really want to do and not just a knee-jerk response of saying, I want to lose weight because that's just kind of... Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast, episode number 17, how to set goals that you will keep. Hear me out here. I know goal setting is almost a cliche concept, and I know many of you hate goal setting, but I have news for you. I am sharing with you my method of goal setting that I think you might actually appreciate, and I think might make a shift in your perception of goal setting and what it should look and feel like. It's more of a reflective process that requires you to dig deep into what your core values are and what you actually want in life. Really fun, really interesting. Grab a notebook and a pen and let's get started. Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I am your host, Rachel Jane, and I am so excited you are here. This podcast is for you, the woman looking to live a big life as the fullest, most vibrant version of you that you can be. Each week, I bring you quality content based on the three pillars of health, movement, nutrition, and mindset. These episodes are designed to help you break through false, limited beliefs while harnessing freedom, joy, strength, and empowerment both in your body and in your life. No more shrinking. Let's go. Happy New Year, everyone! Welcome back to the podcast in 2021. Finally! I hope you enjoyed your holidays, whatever it is you're up to. And I know it's probably different than many other years, but I hope you found some goodness within your holidays. For me, since my separation a few years ago, I really have nothing going on at Christmas, which I know I've mentioned before, so my holiday didn't really feel much different this year, and I actually saw more of my kids because their dad's family canceled pretty much all their gatherings, so they didn't have those to go to, which meant they were with me. So it was really nice. We just basically had a low-key morning opening presents and enjoying all their new things, and I know this might make me sound super boring, but... I also didn't do anything for New Year's either. (laughs) I seriously cannot stay awake until midnight. I hate going to bed late. I am super scheduled. And if I go to bed much later than nine o'clock, like anything past 9.30, the next day I feel like crap. I feel like I have a hangover basically. I have no energy. I just feel blah. And I'm not as productive as I normally am. So I literally hate sleeping past nine o'clock at nighttime. But this year, I promised my kids I'd try hard to stay awake and I failed. (laughs) They said I fell asleep at like 1030, but I'm pretty sure it was like closer to 11. But it was their idea to watch a movie in my bed. I knew it was going to be trouble, but I tried so hard. And last thing I remember is my little guy saying, mommy, I need a hug and kiss. And then I gave him a hug and kiss and I have no idea what happened after that. (laughs) Apparently he put himself to bed and my other two stayed up till midnight. So anyways, kind of a failure, but I had a feeling it was going to be, I'm not surprised. So basically that sums up my holidays, which is quiet and 
that's how I like it. So I hope you had a good holiday as well. But 2021, let's get into today's episode, which I thought would fit nicely into this time of year, the beginning of a brand new year. Today, we're going to be talking about goal setting, and I don't want you to immediately roll your eyes or think, oh gosh, here's another content piece on goal setting. It's going to be a bit different. I feel like when I mention to people about goal setting or ask them if they do goal setting, I get one of two reactions. Number one, they're either like, heck yeah, you want to hear all my goals? And they're really excited and pumped. Or the other group just looks at me and rolls their eyes and they're like, no, I don't goal set. I've never goal set it. And they have no interest in goal setting, maybe because the concept has been so commercialized that it almost becomes like a repellent to some. But anyways, those are the two reactions I get. So this week I was having a conversation with one of my clients about the topic and she was one of the latter reactions. She was like, no. And clearly she just does not goal set. So she asked me and I kind of got into how I make my goals and set them every year. And by the end of our conversation, she was actually quite pumped and interested and recommended I share this with other people because it was an approach she had never thought of, but it was an approach she thought might be beneficial in her life. So that gave me today's idea to share this process with you. I highly recommend you listening to this podcast while you're at home and have an hour or so to devote to this practice. And by the end of the podcast, you'll have a clear idea of the goals you could set for yourself. At any rate, I want you to take the time to work through this. So come back when you have time and space to work through the goal setting process, or feel free to listen first to hear what I'm about to explain before you decide whether or not you even want to partake in this process. So let me, before we get into the actual process, let me just get into my approach to goal setting and why I kind of do it differently. And let me start off by saying I am completely obsessed with setting goals. It feels like a game to me and I feel like without goals, I'd be coasting through life totally complacent and not reaching my potential. So for me, I need goals. I love challenges. I love striving for more. I love exploring possibilities. These are the things that keep me feeling alive and motivated. And I just don't goal set at the beginning of the year. So I don't fall into the trap of, oh yeah, it's, it's January 1st. I need to set some goals. I actually revisit my goals and revamp them and modify them monthly, weekly, and daily. I set little mini goals. I set big goals. I set five-year goals. I am like a chronic goal setter. And I feel like that's how I've managed to accomplish the things that I've accomplished. But I think there's an important thing to note here that there is a massive difference between goal setting and goal setting with intention. So when I see people setting goals for new year, I always wonder a couple things. Why are they setting the goal? And is that goal even something that they want? I think oftentimes, especially when goal setting only happens one time a year, that people set goals almost as like this knee jerk reaction, right? Oh, it's a new year. What kind of goal should I set? Let's try weight loss. It's been my goal every year for five years. (laughs) Maybe you're one of those people or no one of those people. Or maybe the goal is to get fitter or stronger, all great goals. But if there's not an exploration period before proclaiming these goals, perhaps these are some of those knee-jerk responses to the closing of another year. Do you know what I mean? It's January 1st. Oh, I need to set some goals. Uh, weight loss. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a normal goal. But have you even wondered what it is that you really want and Why? Is it because your husband made a comment about how big your legs are getting? 
Or is it because you're ready to ditch the excuses and find your potential? Those are two very different mindsets going into the goal process and will likely generate two very different outcomes accordingly. So my belief is that goal setting needs to be intentional and explored. It's more than that SMART goal acronym you see in here. It's about whittling away the outside noise and tapping into your own heart and fully understanding what you want and why. And when you take the time to do all this, it is my belief that these goals will easily be achieved and any results you're looking for can be and will be sustained. Different motivations, different reasonings, different underlying processes that will affect your results and the sustainability of these results accordingly. Okay, that's the foundation of it all. So let's get into it. First, I want you to go get a notebook and a pen, a whole bunch of pieces of paper. If you're just going to grab a piece of paper, grab a whole bunch. So I want you to take rough notes now and maybe do the entire process on your own when you have time and space or do the entire process right now. Just put me on pause when you need to. So first thing I do when prepping for the new year ahead, I divide my life into sections. I personally have six sections, but you can decide how many feels good for you, but I wouldn't do any more than six. So for example, the sections in my life are number one, this is in no particular order, by the way, number one, fitness and health. So this includes nutrition, physical health, my body in general. Number two are the relationships. So this includes friends, families, partners, clients, community, any relationships outside of myself. Number three is work and money, which I think is pretty self-explanatory. Number four is essence. So what I mean by this is anything to do with me, what fills my soul, what makes me feel connected to myself and the universe as a whole. There's a whole bunch of other subcategories in that, but I put it under one big category of essence. So number five is home. And I threw this one in here because home is literally my favorite place on earth. And I love the space I live in and feel I need to nurture it. So it's one of my categories. And number six is my children. Again, this is pretty self-explanatory. So again, feel free to take these categories if you want or come up with your own. You probably can do a good job coming up with your own. Like maybe you don't have kids, but you have a spouse you want to include, or maybe you want to take out home because it's not a priority in your life. That's totally fine. There are no right or wrong answers here. But again, keep the category to six at the very most. Less is totally fine as well. Okay. So you've got your six areas of life written out. Turn the page and take a blank piece of paper. And at the top of that page, write down one of the categories. doesn't matter what order. So for example, maybe we'll start with fitness and health. That's one of my categories. And under this category, I want you to write one to two words explaining how you want to feel in this area of your life. Write a whole bunch of words, but I don't want you to write full sentences. By one to two words, I mean one to two descriptive words, but you're going to write a whole bunch of words. So use point form, fill the page, write anything that comes to mind, how you want to feel in this area of your life. For example, when it comes to health, for me, I want to feel strong. So I'd write strong down. Maybe I'll add in sexy, capable, limitless. You get the idea. I don't want to give you too many ideas. I want you to come up with your own. So in each category, you're going to have a separate piece of paper. So if you have six categories, you'll have six pieces of paper. You'll write the category at the top of each page and add in how you want to feel. You'll have one page for each category. Use new words, repeat words, get creative, find fancy words, use synonyms, synonyms, use juicy language, anything goes here. Okay, you're just going to fill the pages as you see fit. When you're done all six categories, I want you to go back through them all again 
and see if any other words pop up for you and add in those words. Now, have a look at the words you see through these six pages. Notice words that you have repeated and list out the top three words that have appeared. So for example, if the word strong has appeared for four of your categories, then write that word down on a separate piece of paper. Or maybe it's helpful to circle the repeating words and then count them and write them down on a separate piece of paper. In the end, you'll have two to three, so I want you to narrow it down to two to three words that have been common through at least two of your categories. So strong might have appeared four times, creative might have appeared five times, um, limitless might have appeared twice. Write down two to three that seem to be reappearing. Have a look at these words, and these are your key words. These are your current highest values in life, and they are now the foundation from which you will create your goals. So if your words, let's come up with two, um, strong and limitless, for example, maybe those are my words. I'm going to keep those words in the forefront of my mind because currently my core values are strong and limitless. That is how I want to feel in most areas of my life. Okay. So let's move on to the next step. Keeping these words again at the forefront of your mind. I want you to go back to each category and write down goals for the category. Write down as many as you'd like, but all of them need to be aligned to your values. So for example, if one of my words is peace, I'll throw another word out there. Then in the relationship category, I probably won't be setting a goal to go to the bar five nights a week with my friends, unless that's something that brings you peace, but I can't see how. <laughs> Overscheduling your life is not going to be aligned with your desired feeling of peace. So make sure that whatever you're writing down under each category has some kind of relation or alignment with your values. Spend a good 15 minutes writing out goals, intentions, or desires in each category. Okay. Let's move on to part two of my goal setting process, but first let's recap what we've already done. So you organize your life into six categories or less. You have excavated two to three core values total, and you have written down goals in each of those six or less categories that are aligned with those core values. So now you have an overview of what you're seeking, and now we can get into the nitty gritty of it all. Make sure that your goals are very specific. So for example, instead of saying, I want to be fit under the health and fitness category, turn this into a measurable goal with a time frame. Maybe it'll be something like, I want to be able to do 10 push-ups off my knees in three months. It's specific and measurable, so 10 push-ups, and in three months, it has a time frame. And do this for every goal you want to focus on. This might take a while, and that's okay. You have a while. Keep in mind here, you don't have to set goals for every category, right? You, let's say you have six categories. You don't have to set a goal for each category or some categories might have multiple goals in them. So for example, in the relationship category, because one of my core values this year is connection, I set a goal to message one new person a day and I make a weekly list of who that will be. But in my work and money category, I have about five goals that I've written down. So my relationship goals, I'm not prioritizing as highly as my work and money goals. It's all about balance and you'll be weighting categories differently depending on where you're at and what season of life you're in, right? So don't feel obligated to make goals for every single category. If there's just one you want to focus on right now, great, then focus on one. Don't stress about setting so many goals, but I would recommend choosing through two to three categories to really zone in on. Otherwise, trying to focus on all six or however many you have might feel a bit overwhelming. That's up to you, but that's what I would suggest starting with, two to three categories to focus in on. 
okay, after you've set all those goals and then made them really specific and measurable and time friendly, the next process is reverse engineering those goals. If we stick with the example of push-ups, we can reverse engineer that goal to make it happen. So we said that you have three months to get in 10 push-ups off the knees. How can you get there? How I would do it is by breaking down the months into weeks and go from there. I would start with maybe multiple sets of modified push-ups a few times a week, let's say three times a week, plus some chest strengthening exercises three times a week, with a goal at the end of each week to be able to do one standard push-up. So you see, I broke that down. You have a big goal of 10 regular push-ups. Break it down into needing to strengthen the chest, needing to practice variations of push-ups, and then getting one down by the end of the week. The idea is to break the big goal down into smaller goals or bite-sized pieces with actions that are completely relevant to the final goal. So I'm not going to say my goal is to do 10 center push-ups and I'm going to spend every day doing 25 jumping jacks. (laughs) That bite-sized piece is not related to your goal in any way. And there's no reason to do it unless you have a separate goal of improving your cardio. So make it specific to your goal. Figure out your time frame and how you can break your goals into smaller goals. And then here is the important part. Write it all out in your calendar. Schedule it in. It is so easy to forget or get distracted unless you've scheduled it into your calendar during a time you know you'll be able to get it in. So all the big goals, write in your calendar. What's the end date? All the little goals. So I would write down in my calendar, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to be doing three sets of 10 modified push-ups or whatever it is. And then maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I'm going to do 15 minutes of chest exercises. Write it in your calendar. And that, in a nutshell, is how I set goals. I hope that didn't sound too much for you. I'm going to recap it in just a second. And like I said, I revisit my goals monthly and modify whatever I need to modify. Sometimes I've even given up goals because they no longer matter to me. And that's okay too. Things change, you change, seasons change. I myself am constantly reflecting, evaluating, and shifting. And I find this a really easy process to get through once you kind of get the hang of it. I find that following this specific process has really led me to a place of meaningful and sustainable goals that I feel excited about because they're actually aligned with my core values and don't feel daunting to me. They're things that I actually really want to do and not just a knee-jerk response of saying, I want to lose weight because that's just kind of what I've been saying for years, right? Okay, so let's recap one more time. You have categorized your life into six or less categories. You have found the common core values and whittled it in to two or three. You have set goals in each category and zoned in on two or three goals per category, over a variety of categories, whatever. You have made sure that these goals are specific and with a time frame. You've reversed engineered each goal with relevant steps and you have scheduled in the work. And there you have it. Once you work your way through this, it doesn't seem so complicated, but this is goal setting with purpose. I hope you found this really helpful, and I hope this gives you a positive spin on taking inspired action in your life. I truly appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you being here. Now, I would love to hear from you and hear what you've chosen as goals. This is my favorite thing. So shoot me an email at info at rachelljane.net and let me know what you've come up with. I would love to support you on your journey. Okay, until next week, stay healthy, stay connected, and stay aligned. 
I am so grateful you're here listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you found this content interesting or beneficial, I'd be so honored if you can share it with your friends. If you have any questions or any show ideas, anything that you're concerned about or would like clarification on, anything you want me to address on the show, please feel free to email me, info at racheljane.net. I'll see you next week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing awesome. I am so excited about today's episode that I'm not even going to give you the rundown on what's going on in my life. We're jumping right into it. So here we go. This is not going to be an easy one and I get it. I have worked with hundreds of women and when this conversation comes up or if it even comes up, it can trigger a lot of emotions and resistance. So just hear me out and we'll get through it hopefully one piece. I suggest grabbing paper and a pen to take notes so that you can do the work. When it comes to weight loss or fitness goals, whatever yours happens to be, there will be challenges and hurdles that you encounter. That's a given. The women who see me oftentimes come to see me with a belief that they have tried it all and have had no success. They've tried all the diets. They've tried all the workout programs. They've talked to all the doctors and tried all the suggestions. They've seen dietitians and followed all the meal plans. And when they show up to me, they're in the same position they were in months ago, maybe even years ago. So what gives? Is this potential client a write-off? Has she actually exhausted all that she can exhaust and now is a lost cause? The answer is hell no, absolutely not. I have never met a woman I didn't believe could reach her goals. But the first thing I do is dig in by asking her very important questions to see where she's at, what her health is like, and find out about all the things she has tried. And I won't get into all the possibilities of why there might be a struggle or why she hasn't lost the weight, but today I'm going to go for a massive part of it that so many people just don't think about or use on their journey. So it's really easy when I talk about goal setting to look ahead and think about why you want to achieve a goal, right? It's a fun process that's full of possibility and excitement. I mean, when we talk about goal setting, we get really excited thinking about that goal. It takes a bit of work to set goals, but without doing the actual hard work, it's a challenge to stay on track long-term. So if you struggle to stay on track, this is for you. What isn't easy is to look at yourself in the now and figure out what has been holding you back from getting where you want to go. It requires you to meet yourself eye to eye, and sometimes that can be a humbling, frightening, stomach-wrenching experience, right? But that's what we're going to do today. Now, don't run away. Instead of the fun, frilly work, we are going to sit in the mud together and figure out why we're sitting in this mud to begin with. So if you haven't grabbed a pen and paper already, please do so, or save this podcast for later. I want you to do the work. I recommend working your way through these four questions, these four questions to ask yourself when it comes to goal setting, when it comes to why you're not achieving your goals, when it comes to resistance, when it comes to stagnation or falling off the wagon. Here are the four questions that you need to work through if you want to find success. It's about being real and being honest with yourself because you deserve to hear and know the truth. Okay, are you ready? Let's dive in. We are gonna start with question number one. And question number one is, 
Do you really want this? I know this question probably seems ridiculous. I mean, why would someone say they want something if they don't actually want it, right? But to be honest, it happens all the freaking time, all the time. And it comes from a couple different reasons. First of all, sometimes people take on a story and make it their identity without being proactive about it. So at some point, maybe they declared that they needed to lose 15 pounds and five years later, they continue saying the same thing, even though they haven't lost a single pound. Some people make weight loss their identity. And I actually have some in my life like this. Every conversation, every conversation has included, oh, you know, I'm just trying to lose weight. And it has been that story for at least 30 years. It almost rolls off their tongue as easily as me saying, I'm a mom. It's something you say, but you don't think too much about, right? Does that make sense? So I know someone whose story is weight loss. Maybe you losing weight is just part of who you associate yourself with. It's a segment of your life that you identify with. And you would know this if, like in my example, you've been trying to lose weight for years and years, but have sat at the same weight or higher the entire time. Secondly, sometimes people want to lose weight and they might even actively try from time to time, but in all reality, they aren't willing to put in the work, nor do they want to give up anything in order to get there. I mean, I don't believe in counting calories or giving up foods you love, but you absolutely have to put in work and make some shifts in both habit and mindset to get you there, right? Because what you're doing isn't working, so something has to change. Some people just don't believe the payoff is worth it. It's like, okay, let me give you this example. It's like when I tell people that I'm a marathon runner, I cannot tell you the number of times I hear from people, oh, I wish I could run a marathon. But in my head, I don't, I've never said this out loud, but in my head, I'm saying, no, you don't. If you wanted to, you could or you would, but you actually don't want to run a marathon. You don't want, oh wait, let me rephrase that. Maybe you want to run a marathon, but you don't want to put in the level of work and commitment that would get you there, right? So stop saying you wish you could because you don't actually want to when it comes to the process. Maybe you want to say you ran a marathon, right? That's a cool thing to say. I've run a marathon, but you can't just do that without the journey to get you there. So if you don't want the journey, then you don't want the thing. Maybe you want to be 20 pounds lighter, but you don't want the process it takes to get you there. So either one of two things need to happen. You need to put in the work or you need to stop telling yourself and everyone around you that you want to lose weight. Because if you really did, you'd be willing to do what it takes to get you there. If you really did, you'd be okay with the journey. And this might sound really harsh, but I promise you, this is coming from a space of love and no judgment. I've seen it all. I just want you to stop trying to sell yourself short or selling yourself something that you don't want. It's a waste of time and energy and leaves you in this loop of feeling inadequate, right? You say you want something, you try, you fail, you feel inadequate. But when in all reality, you don't want that something. So of course your actions are aligning accordingly. And if you don't want to lose weight, that is totally fine. It is okay to change your goals at any moment in life. But now at least you can move forward with the information that you don't want that thing and be ready to embrace what you currently have or shift your goals. But if you do want whatever your goal is and you are ready to reach your goals, then commit. Okay, 
Number two, we're already fired up. <laughs> Number two question I want you to ask yourself, what do you benefit from by staying where you are? Here's what I know. If you find yourself stuck somewhere where, whether it's a relationship, a job, or a lifestyle, there is something about where you are that is serving you in some way. For a relationship, maybe it's that familiarity or comfort. For a job that you dislike but won't leave, maybe it's the money. For a lifestyle that you're living that keeps you heavier than you like, perhaps it's the comfort of foods you eat, or maybe being heavier makes you feel safe in some way. Let me relate this to one of my clients. She's in her early 30s and has struggled with her weight much of her life. And just in the last year or so, she's had a breakthrough mentally and dropped about 40 pounds and is feeling awesome in her body. She's tried dieting before and worked out regularly and tried a whole bunch of different things, but it never worked until now. So here's what's different. Almost a year ago, she had this realization. When she was young, she was sexually abused. And she unknowingly felt that holding on to extra weight kept her safe and less sexually appealing. It wasn't until this question was explored, how are you benefiting from being where you're at, that she understood that in herself. She was benefiting by feeling safe. And only when she recognized why she was stuck was she able to rewrite her story and drop the weight, which actually came off for her fairly easily. So you were stuck somewhere, and there's a reason for that. Hopefully it's not as traumatic as what my client went through, but there's something about your lifestyle that benefits you. Explore that, figure out what it is. Why are you where you're at? What is the benefit? Okay, number three. Hmm, this is a fun one, and this is where a lot of emotions, like anger or annoyance, might come into play. So just pay attention to that. The third question I want to explore with you is what excuses keep popping up for you? Okay, there are three main reasons women come to my Facebook community page, and one of them is that they struggle with consistency and staying on track, which is kind of laced throughout all of these questions. But why people fall off track in a nutshell is that they create excuses. And excuses might sound harsh, but let's just cut through the crap and call it excuses. I have encountered every excuse from my clients imaginable for why they didn't show up for a call or a meeting or for why they're falling behind in their modules in the RJ system. From headaches to fatigue, not having enough time, whatever, there are so many things. And while I'm completely compassionate to the reasons, I also see them for what they are, excuses. And what are excuses? Excuses is simply resistance in disguise. Excuses provide a permission slip for not doing the work. Excuses exonerate guilt. That's why we make them. It lets you off the hook and you don't have to feel guilty with it because you have this really good reason. So your guilt goes away. I know you've come up with excuses before. We all have. But what I want you to do going forward is to start recognizing the stories you're telling yourself that are providing you that permission to stop. Recognizing that the excuses you come up with are all just resistance, which is completely normal. There's an underlying fear, which we'll talk about in a second. But for now, just pay attention to what you're telling yourself right before you make a decision that goes against your goals. So maybe it's working out and you choose to not work out that day. What are you telling yourself in making that decision? 
When you binge eat on a whole bag of chips, what do you say to yourself right before you open that bag? Is it, I'm tired, I don't have the time, I earned this treat, I had a hard day today, I have a headache. Look for the patterns in what you tell yourself. Recognize the escape goat you're using, and then you can begin having a conversation with these excuses rather than bowing down to them. And if I had to guess, I would suspect that once you start calling bluff on your excuses, they'll stop taking you down as much as they perhaps do now. You probably have an awareness already of what your excuses are. Write them down now, but keep this page open so that when you notice them popping up, you can add to this list. The fourth and final question we're going to talk about is a big one and requires some deep excavation. The question is, why are you sabotaging yourself? If you have the tools, the knowledge, and the guidance, but still aren't reaching your goals, then you need to dig figure further and figure out why. And nine times out of 10, the why has to do with what you're telling yourself. This last question requires more digging to deeper places. So far, you figured out if you really want your goal, and I assume that if you're still listening that you've concluded your answer is yes. You've also determined at least one benefit in your life for why you're staying where you're at. And you've also taken some time to recognize the patterns of excuses you've made to let yourself off the hook without the guilt. So now we're going to tie this all together with the deep stuff. So aside from what we've already talked about, there's an underlying fear and associated story behind why you aren't getting to the next level in your health and fitness journey. There's a block that you're likely not aware of and consists of beliefs about yourself you've absorbed likely since childhood. So let me give you some examples of sabotaging beliefs I've come across in the work that I do. I'm not worthy of whatever your goal is. If I lose X number of pounds, that will bring me attention and I don't want attention. If I lose weight, I might not have the same connection with others in my life that I do now. My sister is also overweight. What if I lose the weight and she doesn't? I don't want that to ruin our relationship. In order to be thin or be fit, I need to be hungry all the time and I don't want that. You have a story too. I guarantee you do. And it is based on fear from getting what you want. This is a big one. And it's true in any area of your life. Finances, relationships, health. If you aren't getting what you want, but have all the tools and all the resources, then you have a block mentally and or emotionally that will have to be addressed before you can move forward. So here's what I want you to do. On your piece of paper, in the center of the page, we're gonna think about one goal. So write down your one goal in the center of your page, leaving space before and after, and starting your goal with the word two. So for example, if my goal is to lose 15 pounds in the center of the page, I will write to lose 15 pounds. Okay, after your goal, write down the word because. So this is gonna be one long sentence. Got it? Okay, now before your goal, write the words, I am afraid to. Your sentence will look, I am afraid to lose 15 pounds because. Notice what immediately pops up for you and finish the sentence. 
Keep finishing the sentence with as many endings as you become aware of. I am afraid to, whatever your goal is, because finish, 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 finish until you feel like all the answers are out. This is a really powerful technique, so don't be surprised if it brings you some emotions. Keep working through it. You'll feel resistance. Keep going. The more answers you come up with, the better. Okay, that was a heavy one. Let's summarize it all. Today, you've learned that there's a deep mindset work that needs to be addressed if you find yourself stuck where you're at. First, you need to determine if you really want the goal. Next, you've explored some of the reasons why you've been stuck and what staying here has been doing for you. Third, you've lined up your excuses and have recognized them all as resistance. And finally, you've pinpointed the deep fears that have kept you where you are all this time. Now, all you need to do from here is review these lists daily and counter-affirm them. If you came up with, for example, I'm afraid to lose 10 pounds because it might put a rift between my husband and I, you might shift that to losing 10 pounds will allow me to feel confident in my naked body and will increase the intimacy between my husband and I or something like that. So figure it out, figure out what that underlying fear is and rephrase. Rephrase everything that you've listed and narrow it down to like two or three sentences that feel really powerful to you. And I'd love for you to read these daily, maybe even multiple, multiple times a day. And I can almost guarantee you that you'll begin to feel a shift in your life fairly quickly. Staying on track will be easier. Getting to your goals will feel easier. And you'll struggle less with anxiety, doubt, shame, and guilt along the way. So give it a go and let me know how it goes. You can find me at info at racheljane.net or on Instagram under racheljanewellness. Okay, friends. That's it for today. I hope you found this one helpful. And until next time, stay healthy, stay grateful, and stay connected.